With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. And if you're a lawyer and want to join our team, because people desperately need your help, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com and click on the Join Today tab at the top of the page. The following is a pre-recorded program. All right. This one's out of North Carolina. Uh, This is a fun lawsuit. Uh, Damon Fields is suing uh, Gaston County, wherever the hell that is, alleging that his civil rights have been violated as well as the civil rights of his 16 cats who live at home. So the complainants on the lawsuit are Damon Fields and then Bulu and Tony Tiger and girlfriend Sarah, Bubba Logan, silly girl Sally, Rascal Russell, and a few others. I'm telling you, I'll bet you the uh, court clerks loved this one. And here's what happened. A neighbor complains about 16 cats in the home uh, because obviously it smells horrible and it's just a god-awful situation. So uh, the authorities come in, grab the cats, Fields is charged with 16 counts of misdemeanor animal cruelty, and the county then starts putting on a $20 a day uh, tab on on the cost of housing and feeding and caring for the animals. Now that's 20 times 16 because there are 16 cats. So uh, within 30 days, the bill is more than $10,000. Well, uh, what happened was uh, the uh, fine was put on hold and they started negotiating. And the judge did not want him to go to jail. The judge uh, did not want to hit this guy with a $10,000 fine. So uh, he, at this point, put everything on hold and the negotiations were that all of the, the bill and all the charges would be dropped dropped as long as Fields keeps no more than five cats. And he was told, pick up five cats, take your pick, five cats. I think his number one was Silly uh, Rascal Russell. And go to the animal shelter, pick up the five, have them sterilized. The remaining 11 would be put up for adoption. And that animal control has to be able to inspect his home at various times over the next six months whenever they want to. And uh, the authorities, actually, uh, the spokesperson for the court said nobody's putting, trying to put him in jail. That wouldn't accomplish him. That wouldn't accomplish very much. We're trying to help. They, we're trying to get him the help that he needs. All right. Great story, isn't it? Let's take some phone calls. Eric, you've been waiting there for a while. What can I do for you? Oh, my God. I didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah, okay. sorry about uh, that. I know you've been waiting there for a, a pretty long period of time. So uh, what can I do nah, for you? 
it's worth the wait. Um, of course it is. So it's actually a simple one. Um, <clears throat> I had a garage sale, and uh, all of a sudden, one of these city vehicles approached uh, our home, and uh, the guy showed up. He was real nice. He gave me a citation for an unpermitted uh, garage sale. And I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was going to be something bad. N- not not bad, but, like, you know, upwards, you know, 100 bucks. You know, but it wasn't. It was 5 bucks, and that was, that was fine. But I forgot to go and pay it by the deadline. But now I, I'm looking at the the, the citation, and he, he got my address wrong. He got the numbering right, but he got the name of the street wrong. So it's not that I don't want to pay the five bucks. It's not that. Literally, it's, it's, five, it's literally, it's, late. hold on. It's literally five dollars. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to pay it, but since I already missed the so deadline. Find out, so you to get to find it, out what the penalty is. How much is it if you miss the deadline? Well, it's a hundred dollars. It says it on the notice. That's okay, what I'm trying to say. You All know? right. So here's so, what you can do. Since uh, I already missed. Yeah. It, no, I get it. So now uh, you're going to have an interesting issue as to uh, you've got two violations. One for uh, the uh, garage sale incident, by violation of law, uh-huh. and two for missing the uh, missing the deadline for sending in your fine. Right. By the way, it's not just a fine; it's bail, is what it is. That you're going to show up, and you didn't show up. So, Uh, uh, you know what I do? You know, if it were me, is $100 going to kill you? No, it's not the hundred dollars. It's just the simple fact that they got my address okay, wrong. But here's the problem. Maybe the tag. But here's the problem. The tag is not for the underlying violation. That additional ninety-five dollars is for missing the date. And how are you going to argue that? Whether or not they have the uh, the address wrong or right, you have the ability to refute that. You have the ability to go into court and say, "Hey." Uh, Your Honor, they got the address wrong, therefore I'm not guilty. How do you explain that you weren't late and therefore you're not responsible for the late charge? Uh, it, it just seems like a, uh, it's called an administrative Yeah, I understand, citation, but, it's five, but it was five bucks. All right, so now uh-huh. here's what you get to do. Uh, you get to, if it's an administrative fee, okay, then you have to file an administrative appeal. Uh-huh. If it's not a criminal violation, then it's an appeal. Maybe that just was a straight-out fine. Then you have to appeal it and say the underlying issue was wrong, get a date, go in front of a hearing officer, take a morning off. Uh, and... Oh, no, I'm not trying to do all that. That's, well, that's, that's what you're going to have to do. Wondering. That's what you're going no, to have no, to do. I'm not trying to fight the $100. I, if I have to do the $100, it's fine. It's just I figured, hey, you know, these guys got the address I know I understand. Wrong. No, I get it. But here, how many times? Have you been listening to my show for a while? Yes, I okay. do. I do. How many times? Okay. How many times have I heard, have I said, never ever ignore anything that comes to you legally, not a lawsuit, yeah. not an administrative anything, not a ticket, uh, nothing. You never ever fail to pay attention to it because you're in trouble if you do, and you are okay. in trouble. But you know what? Here's your trouble: a hundred bucks. No, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. just do it. And you know, 
I, I think I could go in there and tell them, you know what, you got my address wrong. Okay, but you could have done it. I'm but you could have done the five bucks. All right, but you, you can try. But I think you're that you're already in the system. I mean, had you done yeah. on time, I'm you would have just. I'm only a couple of days late. Oh, well, then just I, argue. I only be Send in the five bucks. See if they'll expect accept it. No, I, I have to actually walk into the place. Then ask, uh, you know, you're only two days here. late. Yeah. And say, I'm two days late. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ask to see a supervisor. Can you waive it? I'm only two days late. Uh, you know, my grandmother just died of cancer and uh, I had to go out of town. Or uh, my grandmother has cancer and I'm going out of town. Or maybe your grandmother's still around healthy as a horse. Your dog just died. Or you adopted a dog, or you went to a shelter, or you had a family member that was in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, just try to come up with something. Uh, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So my question to you is this. My, my wife and I purchased a vacation home up in the mountains. For the last couple of years, we've enjoyed it. We had beautiful view out looking, out looking out our windows. Our neighbor erected a property, uh, something on his property that... Sets up 30, 40 feet high. Looks like a big, giant igloo. It's the easiest way to describe it. Took away our view. I don't think he did it with a permit. I don't think he had the uh, the zoning or whatever it may be. Well, what recourse do I have? Well, He the, took away my view that we... Yeah, I know, I understand. That but isn't what we bought it for. Okay, there are two issues. Uh, number one is if he didn't have a permit to do it, uh, then you're in pretty good shape. Because uh, what you'll see is whatever city is there, uh, the planning department or it's the county, because it, if it's not an incorporated city, then they'll just come there and go, you didn't have a permit. You're tearing this puppy down. And he has uh, very little choice. He can fight the city, but in the end, uh, maybe not even in the end, they'll make him a tear it down. The other issue is whether or not there are uh, ordinances that say that view property like yours can't be obstructed. If there are no ordinances, Anthony, he can build as high as he wants relative. And the only thing he's limited to is what gotcha. the city, uh, how high the city allows him to build and how close to a property line. And uh, there are certain other restrictions in terms of the size of the building, et cetera. But I mean, how big is this puppy that it blocks your view? 30, 40 feet? Yeah, the thing sets up on. At least 30, 40 feet, and probably 20 by 20. Well, well what is it? Well, I mean, what, kind of, by 20 what, what kind of a structure is it? Is it another it looks, house? It looks, it looks like it, 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 it's uh, easiest way to describe it, Bill. It, it looks like a giant igloo, a plastic igloo. That's wow, does he know? Describe it. Okay, and does uh, do you know what he uses it for? Uh, just to hang out in there and probably smoke out. What thirty feet? Thirty feet high, forty feet high of of an igloo that you want to smoke marijuana in? Probably. Wow! Call the city. That type of guy, Anthony. Call the city on them immediately okay, and good. say my view's being cool. blocked. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Would I get high in a thirty foot high igloo? Yeah, if I'm high enough, I'd enjoy it. Sure. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. Cause baby, This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. All right, Eric. Hello, Eric. 
Yeah, Eric. Uh, yeah. I have a question about. Yeah, I have a question about an accident that I got into uh, a couple weeks ago, where I was on the 405. I got rear-ended, and the insurance company, their insurance company, is now telling me that they're only going to pay me a small portion of the damages because I had some some scratches on the bumper prior to the accident. Okay. So I, I guess my question is, uh, can I? take this person to small claims? Yeah, you could, or you turn it into your own insurance company for underinsured motorists and let them deal with it. So you've got a couple of choices. The first thing I would do is turn it into your own insurance company and say, hey guys, they're not offering me money. As far as I'm concerned, this is underinsurance. You go after them. Now, if it turns out that they are not going to go after them, uh, then what you do is you take them to small claims court for the damage. His defense is going to be that there was already pre-existing damage, and now it's just going to be up in the air. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming there are pictures that have been taken. I, I, I guess you have to have some proof. All right. So yeah, take a small claims court. How much is it going to cost you to repair the uh, the, the bumper? Uh, it's about five hundred bucks. Okay. Well, there's your lawsuit. Five hundred dollars. You don't even turn that into your insurance company for five hundred dollars. How do you get a bumper repaired for five hundred dollars? Every time I get anything repaired on my car, it's thousands of dollars. It drives me completely nuts. Eric. Hello, Eric. Eric, you there? Handle on the law? There you go. I'm sorry, Eric. What can I do for you? Yeah, this is more of a stature of uh, limitations question for you. I was hired by the city of San Diego's water department um, several years back. Uh, upon being hired, they did a uh, background check, kidney function test. Um, a few years already in working for them, I injured my hand, uh, went into their doctor. They advised me to see my personal doctor because of my health, my blood pressure uh, problem, which I was, unbeknownst to me, I had. Anyways, I went in, and they said, well, you're in renal failure. Your kidneys are shutting down. So my question is, um, I did seek legal advice. Um they notified the city of San Diego. They responded with a letter saying we never hired Mr. Smith uh, due to his kidney function test failure. And I had already been employed with them for like six years. So I don't know if I was steered wrong or not, but the attorney told me, well, it comes down to causation. So there's nothing you can do about it. Well, uh, let me ask you this. What did they, they hired you and then you left voluntarily, correct? Well, I never even left. What happened was, is when I found out I had kidney failure, they set me up with. Um, oh, I see. Pillow, and they, which and they... is for if I. Go ahead. No, I. So I, I don't quite understand. So you're working for them, and uh, they uh, say you weren't working for them. Is, is is? Am I missing something here? No, they said that I was. I was never hired to work for the city of San Diego because I failed their kidney function okay, test. Okay, and, and that never which happened. Was absurd because yeah, I get it. But what no, so I was me, working with them already for like six okay, years. So let me so let me ask you, what are you gonna sue them for? Well that's just it. I wanted I didn't know if I could sue them for like a, a medical costs. I mean, what what is what do they medical. what do they have to do with your kidney failure? Well, that's that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, I the fact I, that they did a kidney function test, I didn't know if that had something to do with now you got now it's now it, I was doing. Now it's not them. You're talking about yeah. the uh, the doctor who did the test. There's the liability. 
if the doctor missed oh. that test and you now are in renal failure and had that doctor uh, done a test and not have told you, misdiagnosed you, and you've gotten substantially worse or you would have right. been able to preclude it, there's your liability, not the city. I see, yeah, so because I, didn't, uh, I had to have a kidney transplant. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's no small deal. So you want to talk to a medical malpractice attorney. Oh, that's where you want to go. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I, there may be a, you're right. There may be a statute issue, but the damages are so big uh, that, oh, boy, you talk no matter what. And uh, so go to handle on the law dot com. We have plenty of uh, medical mal attorneys to see where you stand. All right. Yeah. You, know, you sort of miss the liability there. Why would the city? Uh, and it doesn't even matter if they say you weren't working. You were working. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I mean, the number of people whose identity has been stolen is extraordinary. In my case, it's been a couple of times attempted to be stolen. I have LifeLock that protects me. I'm going to suggest you do the same. Because what LifeLock does is help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web, uh, where the hidden part of the internet, bad guys buy and sell your information. And here's what happens. Someone gets your identity, they start applying for credit. And all of a sudden, what LifeLock does is find that out, tells you about it, and you can say, no, that's not me. That's just one of the things LifeLock does. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction at every business. But with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection, that's real protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. Hello, Ellen. I work from home. I have for about the past three to four years. Now corporate has decided that they no longer want to keep their work-at-home staff, and they're requiring everyone to go back into corporate. Okay. That's over 65 miles for me uh-huh. each way. Is Can they do that? Yep. Oh boy. They should. So you have a couple of choices. You can say, hey, it's a 65-mile drive. Can I do it once a week? Can I do it twice a week? And if they say, nope, we've moved everybody into headquarters, uh, they can do that. Then you get to look for either drive 65 miles in or uh, you, you look for another job. All right. Well, uh, since that was so easy, can I – oh, but – Alice, what do you do, by the way? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what do you do, Ellen? I'm a customer service representative. Okay, and I'm assuming there are customer service representatives out there, uh, jobs available out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Can you speak with an Indian accent? That would help you enormously. You know uh, that. No, no, I, I can't. Yeah, well, that's going yeah, yeah, to hurt you a lot, unfortunately. It, it really does help. Hello, Richard. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, Bill, uh a year ago, I purchased uh, a vehicle, and the dealer failed to disclose the major problems. Can I say the name? Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, it was a SUV, and uh, it had came from a company that had a reputation for the greatest reliability for vehicles. Anyway, okay. Wait uh, a sec. You bought. I, wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, but go ahead. You're talking about the the uh, the brand name of of the vehicle. 
Yes. Okay. So go ahead. What's uh, uh, okay? What's the, uh, the 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 car model you have? Uh, it's a Toyota Rav Four. Okay. Oh, my daughter has one of those. All right. But you did you buy it new or used? No, I bought it used. It had seventy one thousand miles on it. It was uh, nine years old. Okay. It's advertised as low mileage, uh, mint condition. But that, wait, wait. But did you buy that? Did you buy that from corporation or you bought it from a dealership? I bought it from a dealership. Okay, got it. Uh, so you, okay, you bought a car for a dealership. You had it for a year. When the when did it start going south on you? Uh, well, within a month, uh, the rear brakes had to be replaced. All right, uh, did, which I did. Did you pay for those? Yeah, I paid for All right. that myself. Okay, so uh, now and, you're a year later. When's the next time this thing uh, started going south on you? Well, actually, uh, two couple of things. The uh, alternator went out uh, during the year, which I replaced myself. And then when I uh, – the car looked great on the lot, but when uh, only a couple of weeks after I bought it, I was mounting a rooftop carrier, cargo carrier, and found out the paint was so degraded on the top, which I couldn't see in the lot. All right. So that, uh, I got it. So now – okay. So now – but you would have found that out immediately driving home, I'm assuming, the second it was in the light. So why do you think that Toyota is responsible? Well, what I what, – what, what's – uh set me off was that uh, within a year later, uh, the transmission failed and I had to pay $3,500 okay, to have it rebuilt. Okay, why would Toyota be responsible? Uh, well, basically, the dealer failed to disclose. Aha, okay. The defect. dealer failed to disclose. Notice what you said when I asked you? Yeah. The dealer right. failed to disclose. That's where your cause of action is. And that's okay. who you go after. It's the dealer. And I'm assuming right. it's a, a – and you said it was a Toyota dealer that did this, correct? Yeah, it was oh. a major dealer. Okay, the, good. No, no, no. That's good. That helps. You didn't buy a, you know something on a corner someplace. Uh, so right. you're you're in good shape. Uh, what I would do is one of two things is, first of all, call corporate – and explain or write an email to corporate, uh, the vice president in charge of flake dealerships who don't tell you the truth, and they have a VP there, someone that does that, send an email, make a formal complaint against the dealership, uh, tell the dealership uh, that uh, you want to start negotiating with them because you they did not disclose, and this is misrepresentation. They're going to argue no, no misrepresentation, and then... Uh, you then you just start going into it. Um, was it a certified uh, car? No, it wasn't certified. Uh, but I have I have the wind, original window sticker. It says mint condition, low mileage, one owner. Uh, all right. So and, mint, all right. Then I think you have something there. I think it starts okay. with I think it starts with an email, formal complaint to Toyota. See what they say. Uh, make sure that it is uh, very. Uh, you want it not only concise, but all the facts laid out. You want to lay out the story so someone reading it uh, can e- in- instantly see what happened, all the facts, and make it as readable uh, readable as possible. Don't go with big stories. Just boom, 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 and then you you take it from there. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, one quick question. Yes. Um, the dealer, when I w- wanted to buy the car, also I was asking $4,000 more than the advertised price, saying that, well, we added a protection package. All right. Uh, and so did you did you pay for it? 
I, I negotiated it down to fifteen hundred from four thousand, but I read on one uh, website a, a car uh, a, lawyer, a legal website that that was illegal. You okay? That's okay. Here's what you do. Fair enough. What you get to do is that's part of your complaint to Toyota. Yes. And if everything, right. as you point out, if it's all true, uh, there's going to be some discussion between Toyota and the dealership, and you'll probably get the benefit of that. On the other hand, you might get screwed completely and get absolutely nothing, and you have a crap car to deal with for the next few years. Hello, Katrina. Welcome to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you? I live in an association, but I'm a renter, and our association requires us to have two cars parked in the garage, and then the third car can be parked out. I've given the association all the registration copies and everything like that, but they still come by my house every day, and they take pictures, and they write notes and things like that. I feel like I'm on their hit list for Yeah, okay, so I, I, I'm – okay, hold on a second, Katrina. I'm a little confused. Okay. Uh, you have three cars? Yes, I have okay. three cars. And you're, al- yeah, and you're allowed – so two go in your parking spaces, and one is outside, but you're allowed to have it outside, correct? Yes, as long as we have two cars in the garage. Okay, the third car all right, and they're, and they're harassing you. Yeah, every single okay. day. Okay, well, that's easy. I mean, they have if by. so if they haven't done anything, you just throw away whatever paperwork they're throwing on your windshield or whatever they want. As long as they're not calling you and harassing you, if it's just paperwork, that's easy to ignore. However, uh, the issue is going to be between your land the landlord and the homeowner association. So you get hold of uh, whoever owns uh, the property and say, hey, homeowner association is harassing me. Uh your job is to deal with the homeowner association. I wouldn't say your job is to. Just say, uh, they're not going to talk to me. Uh, you're the homeowner, and would you please contact them and let the two of them deal with it? Because if it turns out that you're following the rules and uh, they keep harassing you, have they uh, threatened to tow the car? No, no. They just are coming by. We've had cars towed before for previous things. And um, but now they're just coming by to verify that I have two cars parked in my garage. Oh, okay, they can do that every. So what? So they so they verify it. Now what? And then what kind of a note do they leave you? What kind of a note do they leave you? No, they're they're not leaving any kind of notes. They just come by every. Oh, let them. Oh, so what? So what? Come on, Katrina. Uh, What do you care if they're coming by to make sure that two cars are in your parking space? How does that bother you? Just because they're coming by to go? Okay, both cars are there and they're done. Well, yeah, because I've given them all the proper. All right, I understand that. So they're they just, all right, I, great. So now what? Now. Huh? Well, just I would just like for them just to leave me alone. All right, then now. tell them that. It's like then, my mom there. All right, then tell them that. Saying, hey, you're coming by every day and you're checking to see if my cars are there. Are you at home when they do that? Yes, we've we've seen them several times. My husband went up to him last time and says, "Well, why are you doing this?" And she turns around and she just walks away. All right. So what? So what do you care? I mean, think about this, Katrina. Why are you bothered if they come every day to make sure you have two cars in the parking space? So what? Yeah, I guess so. What? It's just I, I'm it is, not. It's a I, so I, what. I don't like it's being it's on their hit list. It's or... a so what. You know, you know, just there's some jerks on the board, and uh, they're not bothering you. They're not harassing you. They're not calling you. They're not leaving notes. They're just coming by and checking to see if there are two cars. You know, no harm, no foul. They're being idiots. Katrina, you are you're overreacting to this. 
Okay? okay. Find something else. You know, start beating up your husband. You know, do, do something. Okay? <laughs> you know, buy a, buy a pet and then kill it. I don't know. Ooh, I can't say that anymore. Damn it. Because of the emails. I take that back. Uh, buy a pet and don't kill it. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI. AM 640. This is Handle on the Law. Robert. Hello, Robert. Robert, you there? Good morning. Yes, sir. I, uh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. I have lived in this uh, fourplex. It's a two-bedroom apartment with my family, my son and my wife, for almost 20 years. And uh, in 2016, the lady who owns it, she died, and the new guy bought the place. And he wants us out of there since the beginning of the his purchase because you know we're paying uh, just like what we paid 20 years ago, and he's being uh, he's being a pain in the butt, and he did everything to get us out. Yeah, I mean he wants you out if you're paying. Well, how much? How much are you paying? Uh, let me ask this, uh, Robert. How much are you paying? Well, we're twenty two hundred dollars roughly. Okay, how you're paying two hundred dollars? You are paying two hundred dollars a month for an apartment now. No, we're paying right now twenty two hundred dollars. Okay, what is the, the increase of uh okay, what's, 3%. Okay, what the, what is the market rate for uh that apartment? I would say maybe uh twenty eight or twenty seven. Right, so you're so you're or, paying all right, you know, so you're paying se- you're paying several hundred dollars under market rate. Okay. Uh so uh your your landlord wants you out for what reason? Well, first of all, he said his grandmother is gonna move to our place. And then I told him he has to go to the uh, to the housing authority to apply and you know give us all the reasons, and then we'll be glad to move out. And he didn't do that. Then he uh, he got his uh, cousin to live upstairs where I live right now. It's two bed, another two bedroom. And this guy is like a drug dealer, a cleaner. He made our life miserable. And uh, he assaulted me about a year ago because of some loud music. Did, did you call the police? Because me some injuries. This did, did you call the police? Oh, yeah, yeah. We called the police at least 20 times. Okay, so... Yeah, I called them 20 yeah, times at least. And that, then, that is a real problem, so... Uh, and the police said... Uh, the, I'm sorry. The police said, uh, you have to take this one to the uh, city attorney to, you know, make... So we filed a criminal case, you know, against this guy because he wasn't evicted and the landlord doesn't want to do anything about it. And it took six months for the uh, city attorney to respond. And by the time the city attorney responded, this uh, cousin of his who claims it, uh, he's uh, the manager of the place, he was uh, arrested twice by the police. And then he kicked him out of there, you know, because the police... Okay, so he's, not, so he's not there anymore. And now he's... He's not there since last, uh, I would say, like October. Okay, so, so we dropped the case. So, Robert, that I doesn't the, that doesn't matter if you, if he's not there. That doesn't matter. That's incidental. Yeah, it's you're it's it's irrelevant. So right. you're so the landlord wants you out of there and is doing what has uh, have you gotten a formal eviction notice? Have you gotten a notice that a family member is moving in? Has any of that happened? No, no. What happened is uh, I have a, a permanent restraining order against his cousin 
Doctor coming close to I me understand, for like, but, like it's, but it's but it's but it's academic. Came, I know, but he came last week. Okay, but that has nothing to do with your landlord. That has to do with him. Well, the landlord. Well, it's a safety issue. I told my landlord he needs to make you know. Okay, then here's what you. Okay, then here's my family. Okay, then here's what you have to do. You have to sue the landlord to force him out to evict him. Is he living there? No, he moved out, but he came last week. What do you mean? He came, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? He came last week. He was at the place. Did he move in? Was he visiting? Was he walking the halls? What was he doing? I yep. You know, well, uh, he was right uh, on the apartment above when I was uh, opening was the door he, with my wife. Okay, what does that mean? He, me. Was he That's, in the apartment above? Is he living there? Was he in the front door? Did someone let him in? What was he doing there? Well, that's why I called the landlord that he doesn't want to talk to me. He says, if you don't like it, you have to move out. Okay, he what was he... He me not to let this guy in. Okay, you know what, Sean? You're, you're making it very difficult for me, all right? The bottom line, the landlord is not responsible yeah, yeah. for him harassing you. He, he's not a tenant. And so the only thing you can say is okay. the landlord, he is doing it because the landlord is asking him to do it to get you out. Try proving that one. Right. So you get to have a lawyer. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. So now what? What's your question? Yeah. Well, he still wants us out of there, but now he's selling the place because he's frustrated. Okay, so he's he's selling the place. What's your question? Well, he's selling the Okay, now he's putting the place in the market to sell it. What is your How question? Can I hold him responsible for You the can't. Meeting? You can't because is the guy... responsible? Okay, thank you. Conversation over. Uh, I'm surprised I lasted that long. It was actually a, a decent question somewhere in there, but, you know, uh, wow. I don't even know where to go with that. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I mean, the number of people whose identity has been stolen is extraordinary. In my case, it's been a couple of times attempted to be stolen. I have LifeLock that protects me. I'm going to suggest you do the same. Because what LifeLock does is help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web, uh, where the hidden part of the internet, bad guys buy and sell your information. And here's what happens. Someone gets your identity, they start applying for credit. And all of a sudden, what LifeLock does is find that out, tells you about it, and you can say, no, that's not me. That's just one of the things LifeLock does. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction at every business. But with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection, that's real protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code HANDLE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. 
If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.